0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Vola, DiMontobano. Fellas, how are we feeling? Appreciate you guys stepping up while I was out. Turf toe uh, this past weekend, so thank God we're uh, we're over that. It's normally four to six, but, you know, built different. But so we're, 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 <laughs> back. we're back on a few days for rest. Fellas, we got one of our favorite episodes, the offensive tackle rankings today. I'm pumped up.
1: The big fellas, man. We're between two tackles for a reason. This is our episode. We're built for this shit.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I haven't really said it in a while, so I feel like I'm not overusing the joke. But these, again, are the boys you do not want to be behind. <laughs> I
0: knew no it was coming. <laughs> I, 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 had no wh- I had no idea.
2: I had no idea. where. And, we're and for listen. that reason, we love them. But you don't want to, especially on a late night, Saturday night. You know, you're starving. Can't wait to get a fucking $5 box. I don't know if those are still a thing. And if, say, Cody Mock is in front of you, you're going to be waiting 30, 40 minutes extra just on his car alone. So uh, respect to him, respect to these boys, and definitely excited to get into it. For those who are uh,
0: just joining us for season
2: two who weren't with
0: us in season one, Dean claimed Trevor Penning as the guy you don't want to be behind the line in Taco Bell. Uh, How'd that go for you, Dean, in uh, year one? Oh, that it means nothing. He was hurt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, fellas, so we've been pumped up. We fucking love the offensive tackles. We're, we're trench guys. Um, so this is one of our favorite episodes. So we're going to run through top fives for all of us, and then going to hit on some guys who just missed that we like or uh, we found interesting. So let's start right there, Right? Who you got at number five for this offensive tackle class?
1: Oh, I'm leading off, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh number five, this was a, a tricky one for me. I feel like five to seven uh were kind of like not interchangeable, but they were all pretty tightly uh packed for me. I went with Dewan Jones, uh from Ohio State, the big right tackle, and big doesn't even really begin to describe this fucking <laughs> guy. Uh six, eight, 375 pounds, which is big enough as it is, and then you get to the, the measurables. Is thirty six and five arms are just ridiculous. He's got paws for hands, almost 11-and-a-half-inch hands, and then he's got almost a 90-inch wingspan. The guy is literally a vending machine with fucking limbs. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> a vending
2: machine with limbs. He's <laughs> the definition of the Lehman Brothers. He's the definition of too big to fail.
1: Dude, it's wild. <laughs> That's a good one. Fuck. That was good. Uh, it's wild because like last year we had David, uh, Filele, or Daniel Philele yeah. out of uh, Minnesota. And that guy was, I thought that was the biggest tackle everyone saw. Then Dewan Jones comes in and kind of like, not dwarfs him, but like measurable wise, he has like a, a, two inches, I think in uh, wings, uh, three or four inches in ring, wingspan, an inch in arm. He's got bigger hands, he's got bigger everything. The guy is just massive. And not only is he bigger, he moves so much better uh, than Falele did last year. Uh, strengths, obviously, is just that those freakish length is just going to be so helpful at right tackle. Uh his strength is insane when he locks onto someone's pads and when he hits their chest perfectly, it's so hard to disengage with a guy that strong. It's just, it's like, he's a dad, like messing with his like toddler son, It's kind of crazy. Um <laughs> Then also I mentioned that he's a good, he's a good mover. Like last year, he kind of like would get lazy and just like stand in place, but he, this year he looked like a different person. Kind of his feet were, he was light on his feet. It's, Ability to reset his hands as he's working in pass pro was really good. Uh, he really coordinated, showed a good feel for the position at uh, tackle. Uh, some of the weaknesses why he's at five, he can be slow off the snap just due to that freakish size. Uh, luckily, those uh, thirty almost thirty seven inch arms help him make up for that slow get off. But he got caught with some false starts trying to cheat a little bit. He had three in the Notre Dame game to open the season, which was not good. So that's something he's got to work on the next level. And then just body control and balance overall, he can kind of whiff on guys and overrun guys when he he's asked to get in space, which it could be a problem. And obviously being 6'8", he plays a little high pad-wise. So those are some things he's got to work on. But I think he's someone that you play at right tackle, and the ceiling is just – it's all world, dude. It's crazy with this guy.
0: Yeah, Dean, what do you think about DeJuan Jones at five for Ray?
2: No, I agree. I, I like how Ray kind of started it off because I, I legit because I talked to you about how three and four really close to me and I was thinking about flip flopping them. Uh, that being said, five to seven exactly for me as well. And I would not be shocked if me and Ray's five to seven are are the same three guys. Uh, just for everyone knowing, we do not know each other's rankings at all going into this. We feel like it makes it a lot more fun, but I actually have him at seven, but like I said, five to seven, very very close. He is the definition of too big to fail, and honestly, personifying him as a vending machine with limbs is is too fucking funny.
1: Thanks, bro. Appreciate
2: yeah. it. I got a uh, I got DeJuan Jones at six, where I pretty
0: much agree with everything you said, and I was kind of in the same range uh, that five to seven. I would even push it out to eight. I think we're all pretty close for me. Um, I really like Dewan Jones, though, and I agree completely with what you said. I watched him 2021 and completely different guy this year. He was awesome, absolutely devastating in the run game, and he's just got a home at right tackle at that size as long as he can stay healthy with that body.
1: Yeah, so that's another concern, too, I didn't touch on. We have some PTSD with Makai Becton in particular, but mm-hmm. that's always going to be a little bit worrisome. Uh, in the NFL But yeah I, right. The first game I watched was 2021 And I was like Why the fuck am I watching this guy He's like not moving at all uh, <laughs> and Then I turned 2222 22 on He looked like a different person
0: Right And even You saw it in the Senior Bowl I mean he had that Jermaine Johnson Type of He only had one day of practice One, one but, and done baby Yeah Senior, I senior mean, Bowl flew Right he, he really looked great Made himself a lot of money In that one day And then put the shorts on And uh, And called it a day He will definitely be at least a day two pick. Must I be think, um, noted. Guy
2: looks I, good in shorts.
0: I think
1: he ends up going one. Do you? Yeah, I think ends up going one. I think someone's going to take a, uh, a risk on him. I think bangles makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I just, like you said, so much PTSD with Mekhi back then and he's fucking even bigger.
1: I don't want the Jets so. to take him. Let me, let's me let let's get that out of the way. I don't want the Jets <laughs> to take him. But you
0: even at <laughs>
2: 44?
1: Yeah, uh, maybe. But, okay.
2: I mean, if he's there at 44, I think, I'm gonna, I think i not going to stop you from taking him. Yeah. I think he's going to be there at 44. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Dean, who you got at five? At five, I have the junior out of Oklahoma, Anton Harrison. Uh, I hope these are correct measurables, but I believe he came in at 6'5", 315. And this is a guy who just shows every single rep that he for sure has pro level physicality. Uh, highly recruited and, uh, a, a, a big prospect. He had, he has amazing core strength. His, he actually has a lot more strengths than I thought coming into the tape. He's been a guy who's been just streaming up rankings and I was kind of surprised, but then I did watch him. He ended up being on the, uh, obviously the top of my five to seven range. And again, I like, I like all these guys for a lot of reasons. But uh, besides the pro level physicality, he really has amazing core strength and I love his hip flexibility. Uh, It was weird actually how it kind of, I, I never really thought about this while watching a tackle and it was very, very interesting to see in a lot of certain scenarios, he really showed that he has an extremely strong core and he has the footwork to like flip his hips and, honestly he's just going to be a nightmare because of that factor with edges that are going to be susceptible to giving up the edge i could see uh especially on maybe uh maybe a play action or and you know where a quarterback kind of you know, flanks out to the right. I could see, I could see him making a ton of edges pay on those. And obviously, we see in the NFL, it's becoming a game where the quarterback loves to scramble more and more and get out of the pocket. I feel like he's going to be awesome in that in those scenarios. Same with a run-pass option too. Uh, he can make a lot of guys pay for just you know selling out for for the uh, for the rush. But uh, he does come with come with a fair bit of amount of weaknesses. And like I said, why I was surprised that. I forgot who's mock, but I believe it was Todd, um, or I don't know between Mel or uh, Kuiper, but one of them gave us him at thirteen. Am I am I wrong, Ray? No, no,
1: no. Mel and Mel Kuiper, the, the same it's, person. It's the same person. It's not like it's not like a law firm, you know. I said Todd.
2: Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Todd or Mel, whatever. One of them. I was hoping that you guys would help help brother out, but. <laughs> Uh, You know, I digress. But anyway, uh, I was shocked to see him mocked at 13 to the Jets because of these weaknesses. He has a ton of tendency to be really upright at a lot of times, and he overcomes it with the pro-level physicality, but that will be punished a lot at the next level. And he could really be inconsistent in pass pro, and he overcompensates for a speed rush a ton of times, and that will always eat him up on the inside and... So, I'm misread a few stunts. so just to put that out there, I wouldn't call him the uh, the most aware, the smartest tackle in this class for sure.
0: Dean's got Anton Harrison at five. I also have Anton Harrison at five. Um, just thought he was a really good athlete. thought he was a really clean mover. I really like the angles that he takes. He knows really how to get to point A to point B quickly. And efficiently, especially in the pass game, I think his pass pro is far ahead of his run blocking. Uh, sometimes in the run game, missteps, so him end up on the ground a lot uh, in the run game. So, like to see him clean that up. I think he plays with with pretty good leverage, and I like his hand placement. But honestly, I thought he should have been higher when I was watching him, but there's too many times where I feel like he's kind of just going through the motions. Like, I feel like he's not a dog. You know what I mean? I feel like I want my tackles to just go out and get it. And I don't know if he does that every single snap. So that's why I have him at five, but he's a really good player. He's really talented. And if a team can pull that out of him, um, I think he skies the limit for him. Right. What do you yeah. think? Uh, where you got? Where you got Anton Harrison?
1: I like Harrison. I had him at a uh, six. Uh, I had to just one, I disagree with Dean. I thought his football IQ and just awareness was really good. I thought he picked up stunts well, and I saw him calling out blitzers a lot too, which I really liked. Uh, pass pro super clean. I think he allowed one sack and only nine total pressures all year. Uh, I played, I'm not sure if he'll start all three years, but very meaningful snaps at left tackle all three years, which I love. He's going to be a 21 year old rookie. Uh, one thing, a couple of things I'm curious about. I just his length and overall athletic profile. I know you said you thought he was a really good athlete. I'm curious about that. Um, I think he's gonna run really well. I'd be, I'd be interested to see. Uh, I know, I feel like he just doesn't have a true identity. I think he, he's solid everywhere, but I don't know what he does that's better than everyone else. Especially the guys on my list, I think all have an identity that I really like. Um, and just, oh, I think. The one of the weird his build is super weird, like Dean. You were saying he's super strong, he's got some junk in his trunk. Man, that guy's yeah, yeah. lower half is thick. Uh, I think it's something you really do love to see in a tackle prospect. He's, I think his ability to anchor is, it just comes from his ass.
2: Oh, I like it. Mind my <laughs> Sorry,
0: all right, fellas. Uh, let's move on to number four, right? You got a number four,
1: four. I got. Uh, Broderick Jones from Georgia Ooh, left. tackle. Like yeah, it. Maybe, maybe a little bit of surprise. I was pretty bold doing this one, but, for, uh, just, to, I guess for clarity, my three and four are neck and neck, my one and two are neck and neck. And then like my five, six and seven were all pretty close. So that's, that's how I kind of tiered it. Um, so Broderick, he's probably, he's got one of the top two ceilings. I think out of, out of this tackle class. So I could be look, I could look really dumb in a couple of years, uh, by having him this low, but I had him, I had to say it. Well,
0: not to cut you off, but I, I wrote down, may have the highest upside.
1: Yeah, I mean, so he's – dude, because when I went into this uh, – well, I guess we'll just start six four three ten. Uh He doesn't have official measurements yet because, obviously, he's not a senior, so he didn't do any of those all-star games. Uh, five-star recruit coming out of high school, number nine overall, according to ESPN, and he's played left tackle at Georgia the last two years. He's going to be a 22, 22-year-old rookie, so he's still young. He's not – obviously, he's got the be- – I think the best football is ahead of him. Uh, some of his strengths—he's a violent finisher in the run game. When he gets out in space into the second level, he fucking makes people pay. I was really surprised by his uh, movement ability in space because I don't know why I had a little like, uh, precon- like preconceived notion that a Georgia tackle is just gonna be a power guy and not really move that well. But his movement skills are elite. Uh, in the screen game, in particular, what he he can like get out and when he what he does to some like cornerbacks is just fucking mean. Uh, he fucking hits people he's really good uh, I think he's gonna do well in a wide zone scheme and just be used on screens and maybe even being pulled in like sweeps and whatnot um, he's, he does a good job in pass pro resetting his hands when I don't think he has the best first punch but his ability to work back inside and has, he has the strength to hold up an anchor while he does it I think that's really good and then some weaknesses I mentioned that first punch and hand placement I think it's a little weak he's gotta improve on that in pass pro he doesn't get out of his pad into his pass sets fast enough, I don't think. As, especially when watching Skaronsky and Paris Johnson, they fire out. He does, doesn't do it like that. And then um, I think he needs to play within himself a little bit more. He whiffs a lot, and he kind of plays over his pads too. I think he just he just gets so amped up to hit someone that he kind of just uh, like loses control. So he's got he's got to control himself a little bit. But like I said, he's got uh, the highest ceiling or top two highest ceilings, I think, out of all these tackle prospects.
0: It's funny, I'm, I'm laughing at that because I I see him very similar, and I think when we have our t- – I also had those t- kind of tears too, and I think our guys are just going to be flip-flopped in all those tears. Yeah. But when, when you said he whiffs sometimes, I wrote way too juiced up sometimes. Yeah. He, just, <laughs> he you just, is. You can
1: just tell he's like he just wants to hit people, which I love, yeah. but
0: – Yeah. Like I was talking about Anton Harrison not being a dog. Like this guy's a fucking beast. Like yeah. he wants to hit somebody – Every single play, I really liked Roger Jones. I said to Dean before we started, I was surprised at how much I liked him, and I almost wanted to put him higher. But yeah, like I think said,
1: I think what held him back for me is just I don't think he's as clean as uh, in past pro as the guys ahead of him. So that's, right. that's why I had him a, a little bit lower.
0: All right, I have Roger Jones at three. Dean, where you got a? We got a four. Where you got Roger, Roger
2: Jones? I got Jones at three, uh, as we discussed before. I was. Considering putting him down at four, but uh, held stern at three for a few reasons. I I will say, because uh, we're writing down funny things, because when you watch Broderick, it's it's crazy. I, I watched I, I wrote down. I'm sorry. I wrote down flat out turns into an 18 wheeler on running plays. <laughs> it's really fun to watch. That's what I wrote down. So uh, that's kind of why I kept him there. And for really kind of that ceiling and. Because he has inside versatility paired with that run run blocking ability. He also has a floor with him. That's what kept him at three for me. But at four, I have uh Darnell Wright out of Tennessee uh out of Tennessee volunteer, former five-star. Um honestly, I think he has a really good shot of being the best right tackle in this class. I, I don't think that's incredibly bold. There's definitely a reason why Will Anderson just stated that Wright was the best tackle he ever faced i had these you know i had these ready before he stated this a few hours ago this is what is it thursday at 821 uh but he by my count has the best footwork in the class he gets outside after you know after the snap almost immediately that first step is is scary clean he mirrors speed rushes very easily and even proved that, again, like I said, against Will Anderson. If you guys did watch the Tennessee-Alabama game, it was very fun to watch him. They even had to kick Will Anderson to the other side, which they do at times, but I feel like they did it a bit more against Tennessee because we, they saw that Darnell Wright was really holding his own and sometimes eating up Will Anderson, which was impressive to say the least. He also played really well against B.J. uh from LSU. Another strength I have is his footwork. Provides a a fairly unique ability to recover from some pretty brutal spots. Say that he reads it wrong; he gets the stuff. He basically reads the blitz wrong, or he just gets uh, he just doesn't get a good step. Maybe doesn't know. Maybe forgot the snap, and he forgets the step. It happens a few times in his tape, and he really recovers really well. And I think that's an incredibly important thing to carry out into the next level, of course. Cause you're going to get beat a lot clearly shows that he has a lot of mental resiliency in that, in that front as well. He also has the most active hands. I saw when I watched this, when I watched the tape really doesn't pack much punch compared to honestly all five, all five of my top five, maybe even all seven, but he has enough strength and his hands are just going nonstop. It's like a machine gun, but uh, he does have a fair bit amount of weaknesses, He, uh, like I said, I consider his footwork to be his best trait, but he gets really crazy. He gets like slap happy sometimes and he's just kind of like turns into footloose and it really leads to poor balance. in some reps definitely needs to clean that up. And like I said about his punch, it has to, it has to pack a bigger punch than it already has to really kind of keep up with these guys to the next level. Like we say, you know, bigger, faster, stronger. And he really, he takes some terrible pursuit angles when he goes into the secondary for, for running, blocking uh, for run, blocking snaps. And that occasionally has him whiffing and kind of leaving him the dust kind of looking silly. So for those reasons, I have him four and not over uh, Broderick Jones at three. Nice. He's got Darnell Wright at four. I'm just going to close the loop
0: here on Broderick uh, on before we get into Darnell Wright. Cause I'm assuming Ray has Darnell Wright at three. Um, for me, I have Broderick Jones at three. I think, He's arguably the best athlete of the bunch. And I was really surprised at that too, Ray. I think I was kind of the same way as you, that preconceived notion of Georgia tackles just kind of being massive and power and maybe a little clumsy. Um, But this guy, extremely good footwork. You can see he was a big-time basketball player in high school. You can definitely see the footwork and the way he moves. It's really easy. He's really light on his feet. Um, It's natural. Uh, He can recover really quickly when he gets beat with his with his feet. He's long. He's got a strong base, and you guys mentioned it in the run game. This dude is just an absolute mauler. Wants to kill everybody, um, and he clears lanes really well for his running backs. And I know it's kind of uh, lineman by committee at Georgia, but Georgia just dominates people on the ground, and he was a big reason why like I said, may have the highest upside of any of these guys. Um, for me, some of the weaknesses may be a little inconsistent with the footwork because he's such a good athlete. He can get away with it in college. Just tightening up and cleaning it up at the next level, um, he'll be a force at tackle. And then sometimes it's just inconsistencies in technique all around. Sometimes he gives up ground too fast. To defensive lineman and then there are other times he shoots too quickly. Um, like I said, he's juiced up sometimes and he oversteps and lunges at guys, but I was really impressed by Project Jones and I think he would have a home on any team that I was starting. All right, fellas. Uh Ray, I'm assuming you got Darnell Wright at three, so let's talk about Darnell Wright.
1: Yeah, uh yeah, Darnell Wright is at three and I I was so pleasantly surprised by this guy too. I feel like a lot of these guys, I was just I wasn't expecting too much. I feel like this tackle class, especially early on in the process, they were kind of getting uh, shit on a little bit, saying it wasn't the strongest, but I really, really love Darnell Wright. Um 34 oh, pl- 34 plus inch arms, so he's got the length to stay at tackle. Uh 82 inch wings uh wingspan, so it's like he's long. He's got plenty of length. Dean mentioned he's a five-star recruit in 2019. He's fifth overall according to ESPN. So I love that. I love the pedigree uh he's another one he's gonna be a 22 year old rookie so even though he's a senior he's played a lot of football uh length uh age isn't a a problem he's just as young as some of these other guys uh he played right tackle as a freshman uh parts of his sophomore year and as a senior and then he played left tackle as a junior i think right tackle is clearly his home he was uh first team all sec this season um and i know dean mentioned dean you said he didn't have the strongest punch i I don't think I can disagree more. I thought his punch was probably his biggest strength. I thought when he got his hands on people, he just shocked them. Uh, I think Will Anderson was a great testament to that. I think Will Anderson's uh, ability to convert convert speed to power is his biggest strength. I think Thornhill Wright kind of just shut that down entirely. Can um, I uh,
2: can I slightly rebut that? I feel like it was more his his shotgun ability. Like not even shot. Like you know how I was calling it that he was just he was just throwing those hands nonstop. That's kind of what I th- thought it really was i feel like it was overcompensated. i feel like that compensated for his strength but i could be wrong but i feel like he was just getting in one to two to three punches before guys were even getting to him and it, and it's very impressive but i just didn't think it, dean, it really dean, had the shock factor
1: dean stand your ground this is this is scouting it's
2: subjective don't be
1: a little pussy stand
2: how am i ground. being a pussy
1: <laughs> Stand your ground.
2: I'm, I'm anyway. standing my ground. I'm telling you. I'm telling. I'm giving you a reasoning for what I saw. Anyway, I,
1: I respect that. I'm gonna finish though. My my time. Yeah, my. Um, bad. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Uh, so, so yeah, his, I think his punch is great. I think I think he just shocks linemen. Uh, then also kind of going with that, his ability to anchor, I think, is up there at the top of this class. He doesn't give up much ground at all, and he knows the he knows that he has to. He knows how to stink his hips quick. I saw him talking with um. I think it was Brandon Thorne, one of the off the line coaches on Twitter. Um, and he was talking about how like his, just his approach against Will Anderson, just knowing how good he's at speed to power and knowing he has to get lower than him and just drop and just sink in. And he just didn't give up any ground. I think it was like a step or two, maybe mm-hmm. super clean and pass pro. I really love that. And I know what you said, his ability to hand fight is up there as well. I think he's always working to get inside. He shows a good feel of sw- uh, swatting uh defenders down. And I think the power in that is good. I think, um, I think his pass pro is way ahead of his run run uh, blocking game right now. And I know in that offense, it makes sense. They didn't really. They obviously were an air raid offense, wanted to throw the ball deep. So some of his weaknesses. Um, he's not the athlete. Some of the other guys on this list. I I don't want him out in space like Project Jones or Paris Johnson or Skaronski. He's I he's more of a power gap guy. I think that's he's gonna be real scheme uh dependent. I think he. I mean, yeah, I guess scheme specific to ma- to maximize his game. Um, another thing I'm worried about just that big jump in production where like he didn't, he couldn't really play on the left side. So I don't know if that's going to make it. Like if he's not versatile really, he's if he's just a right tackle only, which isn't a big deal, but a lot of these other guys on this list m- minus uh DeJuan Jones have some versatility. Uh, and then I, I said, not the best run blocker, but I think, I think very well could be the best, he could end up being the best tackle in this class. I think he has the highest floor. I think if you're going to put him at right tackle and just not worry about it for five to seven years, and you'll be good. I think a great fit would be a team of like the Steelers. I think that's who they should be gunning for. I think that's a perfect fit. I think he'd play be a fucking insane on Pittsburgh.
0: Right. Um, I got Darnell Wright at four. Really like Darnell right. Um, I'm with you. Highest floor. Couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, just really experienced. Really mature prospect even though he's only 21 right now played a ton of football uh, and he's one of these guys I just know what I know what I'm gonna get when I draft Darnell Wright Uh, strong strong anchor has good frame good size and he's gonna have a home at right tackle for a long time I don't know if he can play left tackle but it's not that big of a deal he'll sure up one of your bookends um, I feel
1: like I feel, sorry. I feel like nowadays, like I know, like I feel like when we we're going up, it was big like left tackle, right tackle. I think it's tackle, just as important. Tackle's tackle nowadays, man. Yeah. You just gotta, you gotta get good tackles in the building. Right. If he sure. plays at right, who gives a fuck? He's gonna I think he's gonna play there for a long time and be good at it. Right.
0: Um He's just a guy who he understands his role. He just knows he just knows how to play the position. He knows how to team block with stunts and twists. He's really good communicating with the guys on the field. Um but. The reason I have him below these other three guys is that he's not the athlete, like he said, that these other three guys are. He isn't fleet of foot, and he struggles against elite quickness. Sometimes he's playing too high and can get off balance uh, with the punching. I did see a lot of good punches, and he's strong when he does it. But I almost felt like he—he's a guy who like absorbs contact more than he's pu- putting it out. But his base and his anchor is so strong that he doesn't give up ground when he does it. So he doesn't have to be the one who initiates the contact. He, he kind of lets it come to him and he's patient in that way, but he knows himself. So I can't knock him too much for that. Um, But there are some elite edge rushers in the NFL that you can't do that to. They're just going to eat up space against you. If you do not get your hands on them. So something a coaching staff is going to have to work with him. And again, that's scheme specific. That's player specific. So that's all stuff that he can work on. Um, and just for the athlete, I, I agree, Red. I think he's kind of scheme specific. I don't really want him pulling. I don't really want him out on screens. He kind of struggles in space. He's a little lumbering. But when he's one-on-one with an edge, he's as good as anybody in this class.
1: Yeah, I I don't think wide zone is going to be the like, the scheme to maximize his ability. I think a team like the Titans, a team like the Steelers, are really good fits for him.
0: Right. All right, fellas. So we are through three and four. Top two coming up, and I think we all have the same top two. Maybe not in the same order, but Ray, right, who you got a number two?
1: I think we're gonna have the same order. I think you guys are gonna be surprised. Yeah, uh,
2: you no know way, you yeah, Homer?
1: Uh, yeah, not I- first time ever. Yeah, I was bouncing <laughs> dude, I did I think I changed this yesterday. I was bouncing back and forth, but uh, I got Paris Johnson Jr. at two. Um another one, another five star recruit coming out of high school. I think he was 11th overall in 2020. Uh he sat his freshman year, played right guard his sophomore year, then played left tackle this past year. So he's got versatility kicking the side if he needs to. Six six, three ten. Those aren't official measurements again, because he hasn't gotten the uh like the all-star work, all star game measurements or whatnot but he is just he just looks if you build a tackle in the lab it's this guy. Yeah. He's tall, lean, long, moves really well. Um that's I think his biggest strength is just his movement overall. He gets to the second level with ease. He can pull uh he's he can he moves people off the line. He can get uh to he gets at linebackers. He's just he's so good. He's going to be perfect in a wide zone scheme. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with his run blocking. I knew him as a pass protector. I know he like didn't allow a sack to the last game of the regular season and whatnot, but it, he's a dog in the run game. He finishes. He plays through the whistle. I was really surprised by watching the tape with that. And uh, the last thing that like really jumped out at me strength-wise, his flexibility is second to none in this class. He's able to get, uh, get down low when uh, those edge defenders try dipping underneath him, and he gets low quick. Easy bender. That, I think overall athlete, in the class, when it comes to the movement ability, uh length, quickness, uh flexibility, he's I think he's number one. My one big concern with him, why I put him the number two, is his anchor. His anchor just isn't at the level it needs to be right now. He's super young where I think he can work on it. I think it's more to do with just pad level. I think he's gotta drop his hips a little bit more and just in order to absorb that contact and not give up ground. But right now, I think there are times where if someone gets in on his chest, he just gives up ground and he just can't he can't uh like anchor to the ground really. So that's why that's what get put him at number two for me. But I think he has him and Brodrick have the two highest
2: ceilings in this class.
0: Nice. Where you got a Parish Chance?
2: Yeah, I got uh basically a ton of what Ray has down. So I'm gonna try my hardest to keep this sweet, uh short and sweet and not really kind of just harp on a ton of the things Ray said but I will uh off the out of the bat I feel like I'll just start with his weaknesses because you just finished and I I definitely wanted to agree with a few things you said what I wrote down is not the best in a and you know uh, in a phone booth really when they do get up in, in him he, he can tend to have some problems but at the end of the day like you said he's prototypical left tackle he is checks every single box elite athlete. You know, if we were in a lab right now, Frankenstein, Frankenstein style, and God knows we need a left tackle, it would be Paris Johnson. But I I don't know if this is a weakness because I watched him right after Broderick for me. And this might be this might be unfair, but I I wrote down that he sometimes is just not as nasty in the run game as I'd like him to be. And uh, I know Ray said the contrary, but but I disagree. But I did just watch him right after I watch an 18-wheeler go at it. I wish I took a day break before I went right into uh, Paris, but I did not. Other than that, I I don't really have much to add on Paris uh, without really overlapping with what Ray said. Right. I also got Paris shots in it, too. I mean, we said it. Easy mover, gets to the second
0: level, um, just really good pulling on screens, just slides his feet really easily. He's really good... Um, when defensive linemen set up counters against him, he can move his feet really quickly. Um, for me, the, the play strength was the biggest knock, but I think that's probably the easiest thing to improve on. He just has a natural feel for the position that I really liked. I really enjoyed watching his tape. The one maybe a little-ish concern for me, he has a tendency to dip his head sometimes which makes it really susceptible to inside moves and rip moves. Um, So if he can clean that up, keep his head up uh, and not play so high, sometimes he's going to be a damn good football player. Really like the inside versatility. This guy can come into any organization, any team, any scheme and thrive.
1: Yeah. I had that written down too. So I feel like it's maybe it's mainly to the outside when he's dipping, he does his he has this weird like posture, what he does. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like, he's got to learn to when to utilize that because I I had it written down. He will be susceptible to the inside move like that, but I just love the fact that he can do that. Like he has the physical trace to dip like that, which I like. And, right. uh, and when it comes to play strength, I can't tell if it's strength because in the run game, he moves people off the line of scrimmage pretty easily. So like he's strong in that regard. It's just that anchoring and absorbing pr- uh, power. I don't know if it's maybe core strength or if it's just, like I said, like just his ability to drop his pads and just, he's got to work on that, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how he, uh, how he develops.
0: Yeah. I think I kind of saw the same thing as you with the, with the play strength. It's just the anchoring. But again, I think that's something, I think that's the easiest thing to fix when you get to the next level, you're going to add play strength when you get to yeah. the next level, you're going to be with pro teams and their staffs and they're going to build this guy up. Um it's just all, all the intangibles and just the natural feel for the position. And as good as an athlete that he is, he's going to be fine.
1: I'll, let you, I'll you lead off with us, uh, because I know he's your guy and we all let off with someone already. So,
0: yeah. Peter Skoronsky is number one for me. And this was really interesting when I was ranking these guys because most likely he's going to be a guard, right? We can, let, let's start with the arm length. Because this guy is such a good prospect. The tape is so clean, and he's such an easy mover. He, he's another guy. He just gets the position. He can play any position on the line, but the lack of length, it's tough. And it's noticeable on film, but he's such a technician with his hands, and he's really good with his feet that he can make up for it. He's a player that knows himself, and he knows his limitations as an athlete. So I think he's going to be a guard, but I have him at number one because he's the best offensive lineman in this class. And I don't think that's too ridiculous to say. Um, majority of the time he gets his hands on defensive lineman first, um, really good hand fighter. And he's strong, even with that lack of length, um, his get off is quick. His head level is pretty much always in the right spot. He's just a mature player. And he's just a. It was just a really clean tape. I really enjoyed watching him. I think he can play left tackle, but I do think he's a Pro Bowl All Pro guard. So it's going to be interesting to see where these teams like the Titans, at, where are they at eleven, um, the Jets at thirteen. It's going to be interesting to see where these teams who do need a tackle, which one takes a chance on this guy to maybe play tackle, or the or are they drafting him to play guard? Um, I think the Texans at 12, too, are an interesting spot where he could play right tackle or Titus Howard could play right tackle and he could play guard. So it's going to be interesting to see where he fits. But because he can play legitimately every single position on the line, um, he's got a home on any team. Hmm.
2: You go, Dino. What do you think the percentage is that he sticks a tackle?
1: I think it's
2: fifty fifty right now. Oh shoot! I thought Ray was going to say zero.
1: No, no, I think it's fifty. I mean, I, mean, I think he's he's just good enough where you're going to put him out there until he fails. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless, unless, unless he comes in at like twenty nine inch arms to like <laughs> this weekend, and then it's like, okay, well, we that, that's fair.
0: Episode. I think, I think if he comes in at like 31, 32 ish. I think you can draft him to play tackle, but I think maybe a team starts him at guard, and then somebody gets
2: injured, and he moves out to tackle, and he's just going to be really good. I'm always shocked by measurements, but I did not see shorter than 32.
0: He's short. It's short. Honestly, it's noticeable. I, When I first started watching him, and I saw everybody kept talking about the arm length, I wanted to not believe
2: it, mm-hmm. but it's noticeable. It, it, no, it, it definitely like said, is noticeable. And 32, 32 would be small. 32 would be like bottom 10% for a tackle, yeah. pretty sure. So,
0: But like I said, it's like he's so good moving his feet and he gets in the right position and he's so good with his hands that he makes up for it. He's quick enough off the ball and he gets his hands on you. So I don't see it as a major issue, but with elite guys who have elite speed and strength, he could struggle.
2: No, I hear you. With his, you know, his, you, you basically said it really with his athleticism, his intelligence, his, he's, a, he's a top notch leader. Everyone says it about him with his work ethic. He can definitely compensate and, and really kind of stick a tackle for those reasons. Also, when you look at the tape, I wrote down that he plays with his food frequently, no matter the talent he's going against. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't, Love talking about guys that have this clean a tape because I feel like there's way less to say about them. It's like uh, Linder last year, exactly. Like, what What did we really say about Linder besides him that he's a, a god amongst men? But um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I just put down that he had limited length. I I, I loved his tape, and I, I genuinely think he has like a like a seventy five percent chance. Cause it was just so good, and I feel like there's no shot you could put anyone above him offensive line wise in this class. I I did watch Torrance too. If we wanted to talk just guard play, and I, I didn't see it. You know, he I I forget um, what's the offensive coordinator for uh, for Northwestern. Like, good. Sc- sc- I forgot his name. Sorry, one second. Let me check because it's something weird. So it's not that crazy that, but I I thought it was very interesting because in a lot of plays, Bajakian, Mike Bajakian. Oh my god, that that's like an all time name, by the way. But I I loved how uh, a lot of times Bajakian like understood how fucking good Skaronski is, and even against not 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 against piss poor talent, against good teams, he would actually just make the line forget about the left side D tackle and left side D end, and just let Skaronski play double team and he would win like more frequently um and I I just found it shocking and in those moments even though again it was kind of obvious that he was shorter it just didn't matter his base and his his anchor as we've been saying is next level and he's just so he's just so supremely athletic so I, I I think that he has a really good shot of staying at left tackle honestly
0: Right. What did you see from uh, from Skronsky?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think just for starters, I know that like, um, like I feel like the 33 inch like uh, threshold for threshold. tackles, I feel like that's just that's going to start uh, becoming less and less important yeah. as the years come on uh, go on. Rather, uh, we saw Rashawn Slater come in the same exact uh, negatives was length. They don't know if he could say a tackle, and he was he's all pro, I think already. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker length. They kicked him inside injuries happen he played left tackle and he played left tackle very he's, fucking well he's a beast it's kind of crazy it's i mean topic for another day i don't want to go on that tangent but uh, <laughs> but i guess some of the positive like my favorite thing about him is just the angles he takes in the run game he just has such a good feel for being an offensive lineman he knows exactly how to turn the defenders to create the hole to open up uh he's another one i was hurt i listened to uh with Brandon Thorne, and he just just has such a good feel for the position a lot better athlete than I thought. He's a really easy mover, which I think helps make up for that uh, lack of length. And to go with that, his anchor too. He, even when he gets guys getting on his chest, he's able to just sink and just, they just give, doesn't give up space. He's able to fight his hands too. I think all those reasons, like combined, make it like where you have to give him his chance to play tackle. If he fails or struggles, I guess because he's not going to fail, he may struggle yeah, a little problem. bit. Throw him inside, and he, like Saw said, I think he's going to be an All Pro guard if if it happens. So. The reason that I have him at number one over um, Paris Johnson Jr. is just because I think he's the best lineman in the class, period. I think you put him at tackle and see what happens. I think he probably does succeed there, but worst case, he's an all-pro guard.
0: Right. We met, I mean, we mentioned Darnell Wright having arguably the highest floor, but I think it asked, it, it's obviously Scurroncy literally just because he can play tackle, guard, and he can play center if you needed him to. If you want to bind to play center, he can play center. He's just a really good player, and it's gonna be interesting to see what team takes him and how they use him. All right, fellas. Uh let's talk about a couple guys that were just outside of our top five. Who wants to start? Dean, you want you want to start? Give us a guy that you
2: liked, maybe you didn't like, or uh, a guy you found interesting. No, I mean, I I talked about Dewand I had at at seven, at six I had Cody. And uh Damn.
0: I, I moved him into guard. Into the I was guard. gonna and say
2: I was gonna say it's. I was going back and forth between putting him at guard tackle, but I'm gonna be honest. He was just I don't know. I'm probably I, I probably have blinders on because of that gap, and he's just so goddamn charming. I just uh, I love it. But I, I'm a bit. I like I love me some Cody Mock. I love some Cody Mock. I I can see it. I could see. I I do think he has inside outside versatility. I'm probably grasping at straws, uh, putting him in my tackle rankings. But I I mean, I agree with Ray on everything he said is with uh Dewan Jones, and I probably would have had him at six if if it wasn't for, you know, the Mackay Beckton stuff. I'm still extremely butthurt and extremely scarred about that experience. And it just it just it doesn't seem possible. Do you guys know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't seem possible. I don't I don't get how a person could be that size and play this such – it's such a physical sport. I, the ailments that must come from being that big and moving and playing football that much, such a physical game, I just don't get how you keep up. It doesn't make sense to me. Maybe we'll talk about anatomy another time if you want. I, I would like that. We'll
0: start another
2: pod. <laughs> we'll start an anatomy pod. I yeah. don't I don't like that picture of him with his arms with his wingspan um at uh oh my gosh Did someone saved me what what was the I, I don't
1: can't be honest with you? I don't even know what you're talking about You right don't now.
2: know oh my god a, <laughs> dude I'm going to send you the picture there's a no, picture no, no, I don't
1: even I don't even know who who you're talking about are you talking about Beckton Are you talking about Dewan Jones I, honestly, DeJuan I Jones. okay
2: I just said Dewan Jones I don't know yeah. I thought he was, I thought I was talking about Beckton picture it's like it's like a picture from like a fan of him about to get his wingspan. Oh, I think I saw that at the senior ball. And I it's mean? from, like, the back, and he has his shirt off. It's it's actually hilarious. <laughs> I was just giggling at it for, like, a yeah. minute.
1: No, he's a mutant. All right? A... right uh, uh,
0: who's a guy you like or, or didn't like outside your top hunt?
1: Um, I'm going to talk about – I think Matt, Matt Bergeron. I, I liked him. He's super long, uh, really experienced. He has 39 starts at left tackle and right tackle. And not only is he long, I feel like he really knows how to use his length. His arms are always locked out. He's always getting guys off of his body, which I like. Very powerful. The uh, Reasons why I didn't have him in my top five, just his hands and feet aren't always in sync. He's kind of, um, I don't know if it's like uncoordination or whatnot. Just looks a little weird. Uh, he's not, his, with, even though he has length and knows how to use it, his punch isn't really that violent. He's not quick with it. He kind of leaves his hands out there where I feel like uh defensive linemen in the NFL is going to smack that shit down. And he doesn't fire out of his stance. So his athleticism overall, uh, I'm curious about. But I think he's someone who has that inside outside versatility. I think he's gonna be a solid lineman. And he's like I feel like a lot of theories about linemen, you just don't want to have a fucking revolving door on the line. He's not gonna be the weakest link. He'll he'll be so he'll be a solid starter somewhere.
0: Yeah, I had uh I really liked him too. I had him at seven. Um I think he probably would be best served playing guard, but I do think he can play tackle if you need him to. I think he's arguably the best run blocker of all these guys. He fires off the line of scrimmage uh, in, on run plays. His technique and his finish are really good. Um, and I like his motor. Got a good competitive spirit. Looks to finish every single play. Um, but I think his... Run blocking is way ahead of his pass pro right now, so that's kind of where I had him at seven.
1: I don't know if you noticed it, but uh, I I can't remember what game it was. I don't know he did a couple times, but when he pulls, he does this like weird karaoke with his feet. Mm -hmm. I I don't know is that like a thing? Like I don't know if it's like like, I don't know if he's trying to sell a counter or whatnot. But I noticed like I feel like that can't be good. I feel like if you get fucking hit with that, you're gonna go flying.
0: Yeah, that's a a torn ACL waiting to happen.
1: Just one just one little thing I noticed. I wanted to point out though, because yeah.
0: Um, For me, the guy I wanted to talk about outside my top five was Jalen Duncan from Maryland. I really wanted to fall in love with this guy. And honestly, his highs are as good as anybody in this class. He is a really good athlete. I think his athletic upside at his size, 6'6", 315, is a big plus. He's got good feet, really good short area quickness. um, And his agility is really noticeable. The thing for me, he slides his feet really, really well and gets into good positions to engage defensive linemen, but his hand placement is awful or non existent at some times. It's really frustrating watching him because he gets himself into a good position, he mirrors really well, and then he just doesn't finish. Um, there are so many times where he whiffs or he doesn't even get a hand on a guy when he's in position to make a play and make the block. Um, sometimes he, he defaults to like this two-hand punch instead of just using his one arm and long-arming him. Um, he goes for this two-hand punch, and it, he whiffs on it way too much. Um, if he can get with a good offensive line coach and really show him that he's in good position, he's just got to do it and finish it, he could be a good player. But so many inconsistencies in his play. I do think he probably will be a day-two pick because of his upside. Um, but he was disappointing for me because I really, really wanted to like him when I first started watching him.
1: I'm um, literally the same way. Pretty much everything you said, I agree with. Um, Big Duke raves about his athleticism. He says he's going to blow up the combine. I saw on Twitter. So. I think right now he's more athlete than tackle which is ironic from like a fifth year senior who has like 30 almost 40 starts at left Right, tackle. I was
0: surprised at how many games he's played. He played 40 games.
1: Yeah, so I mean I watched Michigan and Ohio State and he was just getting beat left and right in pass pro. Uh like you said I think he gets beat, he gets beat on both shoulders too. It's kind of weird. I feel like defenders just attack half his body and just just take him out. He's not really violent. He's not a violent finisher. He's more finesse guy and uh, awareness too. He doesn't always pick up stunts. He doesn't work. He doesn't like pass guys off correctly. I feel like, so, um, I feel like right now he's more athlete than, uh, tackle. Like I said, and also one thing I want to point out too, he weighed in at the senior bowl, sub 300 pounds, which was, I thought was a little weird. He was a 298, So a little light there too, but I, I have him rated with like what I gave him like a 7.5 grade. And I put a B next to him just cause I think he's boomer bust. Like he's someone that I can see just being, if he gets into the right, uh, Team who can coach him up, he could be a steal.
0: Right. Uh, anybody else that you guys want to mention before we get out of here?
1: No, I think that's good. We ran we ran pretty long today, like fifty yeah. minutes. I mean, it's the tackles. We love tackles these guys. The tackles, baby. I love ranking episodes too.
0: Yeah. No. You. And Ray, I'm with you too. I think when I first started watching these guys, the sentiment around this class was that it's weak but i was pretty i was pretty impressed with a lot of these guys i think you can find a lot of these really good players that will help teams on day 2 and there are even some guys day 3 that i would take a swing on as a swing tackle
1: yeah i agree and this is even without olu who is by on who is projected to be the number 1 tackle in this class right, right. He'll, he would have
0: been a, a top 10 pick arguably arguably I, would have been the, would have been the top tackle taken here
1: i think he i think there's a chance he could have been a top 5 pick but
0: yeah Pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, we'll see you next year.
0: All right. All right, fellas. So that'll wrap it up for us here. I'm between two tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our offensive tackle position rankings. Stay with us. We got a lot more content coming up next week. We got a little Jets rebuild. If we can call it a rebuild. We're already fucking there. we just Aaron Rodgers away we're from a Super Bowl. An
2: off-season preview.
0: Um, we're talking uh Combine going on this week. We're gonna have a combine mock draft bonanza as dean put it. So stay with stay with us for that. I think it's gonna be a two round mock with trades. Unhinged. So the boys are gonna the boys are gonna get nutty for that bonanza one. Bonanza
2: unhinged every every uh every clickbait word you could think of. We're doing okay. it all.
0: As always, all please all rate and subscribe the trades,
2: all the trades. Every <laughs> every pick will be a trade. Oh okay. Uh
0: as as always please rate subscribe, subscribe and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two with us as we continue this 2023 draft season, fellows. Appreciate you. Peace.
1: See you, Battles. What was that?